everyone. This is Tony Van Schoik with another podcast episode with For Simple Wealth. And we talk to budding and awesome entrepreneurs that are out there in their field crushing it and up and coming. And I'm so super excited today to have a very special person um, that I actually just attended his mastermind. It was phenomenal. We spent two and a half, almost three days together with a budding room of 30 um, awesome business people. And uh, we all brought um, emotions, ideas, training, speaking. And so I'm super honored to have you here with me today, Mike. And Mike, Mike Wingard, I want to welcome you. And you have, well, you have multiple businesses. You're kind of like a, a serialpreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is awesome. Just great setup here. Tony, you just bring the value. Uh, she was one of the speakers at the event. Um, so many great stories from people after they left the event of just how you've been able to help them. So I just appreciate it. I just also love seeing strong, successful women in the uh, entrepreneurial space just crush it because I think there's this stigma that entrepreneurship or business is like a man's world. And it's it's for anyone out there that wants to go out and crush it. So and you're a living example of that. So amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And um, I was super honored to, to share with your group. And I always I always get so inspired um, especially like you can really, you know, all of the years of wisdom that you acquire, you can share that with people that are up and coming. And I'm so excited for the younger generation like you um, and a couple of other people that are going to be on our podcast that actually are just really out there, you know, showing people how you can do your own thing and you can yeah. support one another as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And that is actually refreshing to see at your young age because you're, you're what, late 20s, early 30s? 33. But yeah. So I, you know, I, I wish, and if any of you are out there listening to this right now and you know, you're, you're in your late teens, early twenties, mid twenties, there's so many opportunities out there for you to do things. So Mike, um, I know that, that you're a devoted dad, a doting husband, um, and a just awesome entrepreneur. Okay. But let's go back. I want to hear your history. How did, how did all of this evolve? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, typical story. I was in corporate America, worked for a Fortune 500 company, was doing really well there, moving up the ranks. But, you know, you can only make so much money. You have no control over your schedule. And I just knew I needed to have my own business, but I didn't know in what. And um, my mentor, Jim Parks, told me, hey, you need to start your own business. That's the only way that you're going to be able to live out God's calling for your life. And I'm like, well, I don't have any money. I don't know what business to start. And he's like, just start a business that doesn't require money. And I just didn't realize that that was a thing. So I started a simple cleaning company. I went out, cleaned people's windows. Eventually that evolved into pressure washing, um, commercial cleaning. And I built that company up to 600K in sales in two and a half years. And I actually moved 12 hours away from the company, moved down to South Carolina, and it ran without me for 18 months until I was able to sell it and exit. And in the meantime, built other businesses. So I want to encourage you guys out there that, you know, in order to start a business, you need uh, a good work ethic. You need to learn how to sell and you need to learn how to go out and take action. That's all you need. You don't need money. You don't need degrees. You don't need all this specialty training. Just go out there and start it. So my question is, so what, where did the idea prompt from when you heard this from one of your mentors to start actually doing, you know, the, the first business that you said, which was pressure washing? Yeah. Find a need and fill it. Right. So okay. there's nobody in the market that was doing it as good as me. So we got three quotes. One guy showed up, was super arrogant. He was the most professional, but he was like, I would never hire this guy. Just wrong attitude. The other two guys that showed up, one 
was late. The other guy, his truck was leaking oil, you know, the typical contractor type people. And I'm just like, I know I can do it way better than these guys and just slay it. So I started doing that and it just kind of evolved. I did my first job for a few hundred bucks. And then I was like, man, if I could do two or three jobs a day, and then that turned into making a thousand a day and then 2000 a day, 3000 a day, and just grew from there. Wow. That's really incredible. So, you know, how long ago did you actually start working for yourself? Six years ago. So six years, fast forward, now you have three different businesses. Yep. Okay. So why don't you tell me how that evolved and how you got involved with that? Because I know you just you just recently bought a local roofing company here. Yep. That's it. Oh, so man. yeah, it's, it's exciting. So um, I have three different income buckets and I like to filter it with the short-term money that can pay you today medium and then long-term money. So my short-term money is my marketing company, Standout Marketing. We help generate leads for local service businesses. Um, the second bucket is Legacy Entrepreneurs, which you were a part of. So we have a mastermind group. We coach people. Uh, we help them build their businesses, put systems in place. We do events and retreats, things like that. It's also an opportunity for me to invest in people and um, yeah, invest in, in relationships. And then the third one is my long-term play, which is called Freedom Capital. We buy businesses, we stabilize them, and then either take the cash flow from it or sell it. Um, we just bought a roofing company. I actually, I use my marketing skills and expertise to find this company for $35,000. Wow. <laughs> and what are you projected to do this year? Uh, we will do, we're, we're doing between 50 and, 50 and 100K a month right now. So we will finish the year at like 700K in sales. And then uh, about a 20% margin. And then by this time next year, I'm putting it out there, we'll be doing 200K a month in sales. Okay. So I need you to have, you need to come back on the show yeah. and then tell people how you were able to do that. I want to go back to something, to what you said about the three main things about starting your own business. And this is the one thing, the one thing folks that I hear that hold people back all the time. Yeah. You got to know how to sell. Can 100%. you simplify that and expand on it? Yeah. Um, selling is about enthusiasm. So I would um, get really excited about what you do and go, go all into it. I mean, I had a cleaning company. I was cleaning windows. Like how exciting can you make it? I made it really freaking exciting. <laughs> so, uh, have fun with it. Um, and then believe in what you're selling. You have to believe that it helps change people's lives, improve their lives. Um, it provides something valuable to them. So like for me, I was giving people their time back um, with cleaning and making their houses look great. And the responses I got from people after we left their homes, just getting the mold or mildew off of their house and things like that. Um, in terms of actually learning how to do that, um, I would invest in training and coaching on how to sell. Um, I, I went through um, some of Grant Cardone's sales training. And then what I think, I think people get so fixated on like, well, I don't necessarily love everything that Grant Cardone does. Well, okay, you don't have to. Just pick like the two or three things that you like from his training and then go to the next person, pick two or three things you like from their training. So that's the way I would do it. You know, that's really good advice because there's not a one size fits all. So you've got to take a little bit from, you know, people that you respect in the industry that have been able to build, you know, great things. And I always say that I want to be in a room where I can learn from people that are more successful than I am. Yeah. So that's that's huge. And that's key, especially with your mastermind groups and also with your with the with the legacy entrepreneurs that you have. That's a that's a major thing is to have that support within a more like close-knit group. Yep. Okay. So let me ask you a question because I love masterminds, right? Especially when you get a lot of value and you can also provide value. What, you know, cause you run these events, you know, four, four events a year. When you started doing these, what was your, what was your primary goal? And then what was your end goal? Yeah. Um, 
And anything that you do, you have to prove the concept that it works. So the first event, I was like, I just want to execute it. I want to get people there. I want them to be excited about it. And then we've just refined them um, going from there. What I really look to accomplish now is to get the right people in the room. We can share ideas and all the things while we're there. But then after the event is where we see the big growth, like coming onto a podcast like this, people sharing in each other's social media networks, providing resources. I know um, Tim and Christina Madden, they hooked me up with two connections from their company that I'm going to use for my marketing company. It's sharing those resources and building those lifelong partnerships and relationships is the key and the main driver why we do what we do. You know, I, I firmly feel after being in business all of these years, I have people that, you know, that, that we've been partners with for 10, 20 years they actually become like a part of your family almost, yep. right? And and they're so, and again, because they trust you implicitly, you know, you're going to be able to pass more business to and from each other. Yeah. So tell me, because I did meet some of the people that were, that have been a part of your group for, for some time now, tell me how that has affected your life and how have you helped affect their life? Yeah. It's crazy. Some of the changes that you see and you kind of just fall into it, right? Like we were talking about Clay the other day, like he's become my best friend, um, met him three years ago through the group and we've just become really good friends. I've helped him build his business, but also uh, improve his life and his relationships. And he actually moved down to Charleston. And so you just never know where the relationships are going to evolve. I actually had somebody from the event text me and say, um, if it wasn't for you six months ago, my marriage would be um, not in a great spot right now <laughs> because we had that serious conversation of like, hey, man, I know this is tough right now, but your business needs to be secondary to your marriage. Like that comes first, you know, what comes first is your spiritual life and your marriage and all that stuff. So we need to prioritize here. So things like that, it's just it puts it in perspective for me that we're not just teaching people how to make money. We're teaching them how to live better lives and be better humans. And the phrase that I like to use is helping you uh, make more money and live a better life to impact your family, faith, and community and make the world a better place. So, you know, you had touched a little bit on this because I always ask about pillars, yeah, right? And your pillars, you had mentioned community, you had mentioned, um, you know, your relationships, fatherly, yeah. husband, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, what would you say, because you are a serialpreneur owning several different businesses, how do you prioritize all of that? Jeez. Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, great people. Number one, people always talk about wanting to automate their business. The way you automate is by hiring great people and then putting them into roles. So like, uh, for those of you who don't know, we're filming a docu-series, right? Like I have one person that like, that is their baby over the next year, pay them well, give them direction, give them the vision and let them do it. I know you're a fan of John Maxwell. So it's the 10, 80, 10 rule, 10% vision casting, 80% execution on their end. And then 10% on the end for me, put the cherry on top as a visionary. So number one is great people. Number two, setting boundaries. I can be honest with you guys, I need to do a better job of this. Uh, people demand your time. They um, In the social media age, anyone can message you at any time, demand anything from you. So I try to do my best to put my phone down or not reply to people right away and then let my team do what they need to do. So like all my emails go through my assistant. She screens them first and then I check them after that. So those are a couple of things that I do prioritize. Okay. And then what do you, what would you say? What, what is your number one priority as a father? Uh, to show my kids, don't tell them. 
So like so many parents out there are like, do this, do this, do this. It's like, well, are you actually doing this stuff? Are you actually setting a good example? Like, I don't want to tell my kids to work hard. I want to show them that I work hard and the results I get from working hard and show them the why behind it. I think it's so easy for parents to just be like, you know, here's the rules. I need you to sit down. I need you to shut up. Like, I want my kids to experience. I want them to make mistakes. Like my job, if I was to sum it up, is to to show them and provide the experience, the connections, the resources to help them and let life happen. Let them get the experiences, let them fall, you know, like let them scrape their arms up a little bit because then they're going to learn the next time they probably shouldn't do that. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I I love that you said that because I truly believe that so many parents live vicariously through their children's yeah. eyes because of something that was lacking in their childhood. So, and, and of course, we all have challenges that, that we've had when we were kids and stuff like that. What would you say would be maybe one or two top things that you overcame as a, as a child, whether it was your, your own self, you know, worth or, or, you know, self challenges, or maybe even it was, you know, along the lines of, you know, a close family member? Yeah, I would say I want my kids to be confident not cocky. Like I think giving them experiences and letting them go out and fail allows them to come back down to reality. Uh, I think my parents, um, they didn't give us like the freedom to necessarily go out and experience things. They were kind of like, Hey, here's the mold. Like you go high school, college, you get a job, you do that thing. And they did awesome. I'm not knocking my parents, but I think um, I want to give my kids more opportunities to experience life and make it what they want to be. But then I can kind of oversee and be like, hey, um, you might not want to do this, man, because it hurts. You know, Um, that's that's one thing for sure. Um, And then second, that they can go out and accomplish anything they want in life and get the you know, it's all about having the right resources, the right mindset, the right team and helping facilitate that. Like, I don't want to give my kids money. I want to be like, Hey, here's how you can go out and achieve it. Oh, by the way, you should connect with Tony. She's great. You should connect with Joe and Bob. Like these guys can help you live out that vision. Yep. hundred percent. So I, I feel the same way too, is that you can, you can give your children a set of skills, but they're all created in their own craft and they, ha- that has to be their own self-discovery. Yeah. So I've seen way too many times, especially cause I have older children, um, is that, you know, a lot of, you know, my children's friends, their parents are pigeonholing them. I'm like, like, what do you want? Yeah. It's so hard. Parenting is so very hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, like we, we make okay money and our kids are able to experience a lot of things that other kids aren't able to experience. And then there's that fine line of like wanting to do cool things, but also being like, Hey, I'm just so you know, None of your other friends go to Top Golf twice a week. Just so you know, like this is a privilege, right? Like we're platinum members, you know. Yeah. So it's it's that balance of being like we want to show them and open up the world to them, but we don't want them to take that for granted. So that's kind of what I was saying about being confident but not cocky. Like no, 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 you. This is all because of stuff that I've built that you're able to go to Top Golf. Don't take it for granted. That that actually happened to us recently. My son just started. Being like, I don't want to go to Top Golf. It's so boring. I'm like, dude, you have no clue, bro. <laughs> like, I, we never got to do this stuff as kids. So it's a fine line. Yep. Well, and it's also about teaching them humility as well, yep. right? Because they, it, it, you know, I was listening to a great book. Um, so Dr. Ben Hardy and um, Dan Collins wrote a couple of books together, The Strategic Coach. And, uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, he's got littles too. And, you know, they don't like what, 
they have for dinner. And so, you know, there's a little bit of an attitude being had or what have you. And it really boils down to the fact that, you know, there are a lot of kids in the world that don't even have dinner. Yeah. So it really comes down to really setting the expectation um, and also showing them that, you know, you have, you have a great life yep. and, and also, you know what, paying it forward. I have always thought, um, so let me ask you this. What do you help your children and, and you see in your business to pay it forward to other people? Um, well, number one, I give my time um, and I do a lot of uh, free stuff behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, also giving money and resources. Uh, a lot of times we don't talk about a lot of stuff because we don't want that to be front and center. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go on social media. People always see the uh, glitz and the glamour and the riding around on yachts and doing the cool stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm sure you do and I do behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, so that's one thing. And then in terms of contribution, I'm trying for my kids is I make my kids work like they have to work around the house. Um, Clay, who who you know, I, I send him, I send my son, my six year old son with Clay, and I'm just like work this kid. I don't care what, I, I don't care if he goes in your backyard and just digs a hole. Like, <laughs> I just, I need him to work. I don't care if there's any point behind it. Um, So he goes out Christmas light season and hangs out with clay and stuff. So you got to get them in positions to get their hands dirty, get some blisters on their fingers. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, you know, you had mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. Um, I think that would be a great opportunity for you to share more of that. Yeah. It'll be super relational on social media. So I I just think that a lot of times entrepreneurs they're you know, sometimes they're afraid to put stuff out there. And I I think that that would be a great thing for you to do. Just showing how you give back to the community and what you're doing as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, at our legacy mastermind, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the contribution for the, for the uh, delivery driver. Yeah. We ordered like 10 pizzas and we tipped this guy like almost two grand. So I mean, pretty cool. So that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. And it was so funny because he didn't want to count it. And we're like, no, no, you need to count it. And he was just speechless. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. We do that at every one of our events. I think it's cool. Um, And then, you know, just the the coaching calls and the helping and providing resources. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that goes on. That's part of the reason why we're doing the docu-series is to get the behind the scenes footage and things like that. So I'm very excited about it. That's that's so cool. So you're also building that platform so you can offer that to other entrepreneurs, correct? The docu-series? Yes. Yeah, that's the long-term goal. We got to perfect this though. We got to do a good job with it. Okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. I know. (laughs) But I wanted to say that that actually leads me into the visionary part of it. Okay. So, you know, we've all talked about all entrepreneurs have to be visionary. And we also have to be willing to pivot as we have seen over the last four years, um, you know, and think outside the box. But I love talking, especially to entrepreneurs about where their vision is in their future. Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing maybe some, you know, shorter term goals, you know, what, what, what do you see happening for you and your businesses and your family in one year? In one year, I would like to stabilize Roofmeister to where uh, we're doing 200K a month. We actually just brought on another rep. Um, you remember Colton from the Legacy yeah, Mastermind? Yeah, we yeah. hired him for Roofmeister. I, so. I think he's a good addition. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. He's built sales team. So we're going to have him come on board, stabilize Roofmeister. We're also looking at buying another business, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a painting company. Um, so we're looking at we're looking at doing that. Um, Legacy entrepreneurs, we're going to have between 80 and 100 members in our high ticket group. And then we're going to roll out a low ticket group. Um, and then as far as standout marketing in the next 12 months to get that to a seven figure business. So um, right now it's, you know, it's, it's doing pretty good, but I want to really grow that. And uh, same thing, short-term, medium and long-term buckets. 
by having that short-term income, I know all my bills and my lifestyle is taken care of, gives me more money to invest in other businesses. And then really with the legacy brand and with legacy Mike, I want to build something that is so big and so great, like this movement of being an entrepreneur. So I, maybe that's a further question that we have, but um, I have some big aspirations with it. No, I, I love that. And I love people that have these big goals and dreams. I, I actually call them dream goals. Yeah. Because you can't have the goal without the dream and you can't have the dream without the goal. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're they're kind of like synergistic. Yeah. Okay. But there was something else that that you had said too. And, and I had actually asked this question this past weekend or we talked a little bit about it. And we were talking about like the big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. Right. So what does that look like for you? What is your big, hairy, audacious goal? Like, what's the one thing that you will aspire to achieve yep. at some point? For legacy entrepreneurs to be the largest platform for non-traditional education in the world. So for people who mm -hmm. don't want to go to college, you don't want to do the corporate mold. They want to learn a skill. They want to learn how to be an entrepreneur. I think we're going back to the days of um, you know, the early 1900s before the 40 hour work week where people are going to work for themselves and we're seeing it all across the country, but people don't know how to do it. And mm -hmm. once they get into it, they hit all these roadblocks. So, I mean, if you want to become an entrepreneur right now, like where do you go to school? Where do you learn how to do stuff? You go to YouTube, maybe you join a company to learn how they do it. There's no real big online academy or platform. And then from there, you know, you have the big open platform. Then you have people that are in the mastermind that have already been there and done that, that can potentially invest in other people and take a percentage ownership or help them or apprentice. So like, you know, Brian, one of my partners for LE owns an HVAC company. He's like, dude, I would let somebody come and apprentice for me for a year. Like we have all these opportunities and these entrepreneurs that have jobs that need to be filled. And then he'd be totally fine with that guy opening up his own business. So, yeah, you know, the, the trades is a lost art form. It really is. But there's so much money to be made there. I know. It's crazy. I just want to say officially on camera, I was in the trade businesses before <laughs> they were cool. They're starting <laughs> to become cool now. It's like, you guys need to stay in your lane. I was over here six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. Okay. So here's my other, okay. Here's my other question that I have. And you guys don't mind me. I'm just turning around looking at um, my questions and because I have all of the podcast guests, they fill out this really cool form so I can get to know them a little bit better. But I want to talk to you about some of the personal challenges that you've had to face, yeah. um, whether it was personally yourself or in your business or a little bit of both. Yeah. But I would love for you to share. Yeah. Well, I mean, the self-doubt, number one, that's why I'm really passionate about my kids, um, knowing that they can accomplish anything they want to. I definitely didn't have the support from my parents or um, my siblings or you know, I didn't have any community behind me. I actually told, I was told that I was stupid for starting my own business. Um, and they'll admit that to you guys. So um, that was really tough. Um, you know, other personal challenges, just trying to get the business off the ground and not really knowing what I'm doing. Like, how much do I pay my team? Like, what do I have them do? How do I grow the business? What systems do I put in place? And that's where I had to hire a coach. And then from there, I mean, growth is so hard and it's so messy and you just, you're like, am I ever going to get out of this? Is this ever going to get better? And that's where you need a mentor who's been there and done that, that can tell you, yes, it will get better. Just keep plugging away. So, I mean, things like not having enough money for payroll, you know, and it's going to hit that week or, you know, being strung out where, um, you know, vendors owe you money and you're trying to collect on it. You just things like that. Um, 
I mean, I can get into specifics, but those are some of the high level things. Mm -hmm. So what, what have you, what have you done to overcome these very, you know, these specific challenges? What's been your strategy? Um, Employing people that are opposite of me, I think Uh is the big thing. Like uh, we talked about the rocket fuel visionary integrator and implementer. So if you look at Walt Disney and Roy Disney, People don't understand that Walt was like all over the place. He was bouncing checks. Like he had this crazy <laughs> vision and stuff. Uh, I think he actually quoted and said, like, I would be in jail for like not paying people or bouncing checks stuff if, if it wasn't for Roy. So I try to employ people around me that can like watch over the money, bookkeepers and CPAs, um, my assistant that can keep control of my schedule. Um, the rest of my team, like Dan and Jake can be like, Hey, I think we're going too fast. We're not really great at anything. We're good at like five different things. Like what can we be great at right now? So uh, as a visionary, we want to go out and conquer the world. <laughs> we got to take one step at a time. So yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah. So my husband actually is the one that reels me and she does. So does my assistant too. Yeah. my daughter, who's absolutely great, but they know my personality style. So they're like, Hey, put on the brakes. Cause yeah. I'm already on to the next idea. So I get that. I know. Totally get that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's a blessing and a curse. Cause like we create good chaos and we mm-hmm. have awesome ideas and stuff, but then your team's like, Hey man, we're doing so much right now. We need to chill out a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yep. So my last question for you. Okay. And then, um, I, you know, have a couple of other things that I just want to high level touch on. What does wealth mean to you? Um, in short, it means time and money freedom. And, but to break that down even further, is I want to be in a position where I have choices. If I don't want to get up and work, I don't have to. If I want to go for a month and go do something, I have the money and the time to do it. Um, I also think it is contribution. Like we talked earlier about some uh, mastermind groups or, or investor meetups, and it's all about the watches and the cars and the glitz and the glamour. I think true wealth is waking up knowing that you're making a positive impact on your family, faith, and community. So being able to make good money allows you to be able to go do those things. It allows you to drive a nice car. We both have nice watches, all that stuff, but we're also able to give to our church. We're able to give our time, go on missions trips, potentially spend time mentoring other people. All of these different things are a part of your wealth. And I got to feel good when I lay my head on the pillow every night, knowing that I'm doing the right thing too. You know, there's plenty of opportunities that could have made a lot more money, but not in the right ways. And I love that you said that. I I truly, truly do. So um, the the one thing that I want to share with you too, is that by you helping or, or, you know, securing these other businesses, buying them, growing them, you're also providing opportunities for other people. Yeah. And you're also helping them financially. True. So that is a, a great gift that a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize is, you know, the more people that, you know, you're able to serve, they're going to be able to go out and serve the, themselves, yeah. you know, when you think about it. So um, kudos to you, Thanks. you know, so the, the last, the last question that I have for you. Okay. So the one thing is, is that, you know, entrepreneurism is not for the week. Yep. Okay. It's, it's what would be your top advice to somebody out there listening that is just starting a business whether it be in an affiliate program, a brick and mortar, e-commerce, yeah. you know, online, what have you, what is the best piece of advice you can give to our audience? Take massive action. Just go out and and make stuff happen. Make as many mistakes as you can. I actually just did a reel about this yesterday. 
Um, I was just going a million miles an hour with my uh, cleaning company when I first started. And I was so frustrated. And I called Jim, my mentor. I'm like, I'm just making all these mistakes and people are pissed off and it's frustrating. And, I, and he's like, this is all part of the process. There's, you're not exempt from pain. You're going to make mistakes. And one day you're going to take these painful experiences and you're going to write a book about it. And my book's going to come out next month. So um, <laughs> don't be afraid of failing. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. It's all part of the process. Go out and just go as fast as you can and get as much momentum as you can, because I'm sure you've experienced this before. There's only so much time that an idea is fun and exciting so if you don't go out and get momentum with it quickly, then you're going to lose interest. And if it's not making money, you're really going to lose interest. So go out there and just do as much as you can to get it off the ground. You can pick up the pieces later. And I also wanted to add on the previous question about helping other people um, in the roofing company, providing good opportunities. So Brian, he's uh, one of our sales guys for Roofmeister. He worked at the post office for the past 10 years, quit his job to come work with us. And he just sold, he just crossed over 100K last month in sales. He makes 9% commission. So you can do the math on that. He's going to make nine grand last month. So so he probably tripled Yeah, what he was making with the United States Post yeah, Office. Yeah, he doubled. Yeah, he doubled. Yeah, he doubled it. And so, and, and that's the new standard is to sell that every month. So, well, and you know what, it, it, people that are, it, that are living in their craft and they're learning as you go, because you have to do with every new endeavor that you start is that, you know what, now he's, he's going to be, he's, he's, he's in, he's in. With one hundred percent conviction that he can do this and he can keep going. Yep, that's exactly. that's that's incredible. He was a very nice man. Yeah, sat there and talked to him for quite a bit. Yeah, okay, great guy. Yeah, awesome. So, Mike. Okay, so where can they find you on social? Yep. Uh, so, Legacy Mike on all platforms: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. Uh, also, look out for the docu series we have coming out. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Uh, we're going to charge for it, but if you just shoot me a DM, I'll give you a coupon code. You can watch it for free. Okay, great. And then what's your book called? And you said that's launching uh, with Mike Fallot and Dream Starters next month, correct? Yep. It's going to be called Live Your Legacy. And uh, it launches while we're in our Moab Mastermind, okay. which is November 5th through the 8th. We're going to do the bestseller push. I'm going to hold everyone's heads down and be like, you guys need to buy tons of copies <laughs> of the book. So perfect time to do it. Yeah. Well, Mike's got the great system for you too. And that's a shameless plug for you, Fallot. So I expect the return favor. That's right. no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no. And I mean, you the great thing is, is that, you know, so many of us that are in different circles are able to connect because of, you know, certain people. So I'm forever grateful that I met you um, through, you know, mutual friends and uh, uh, people that we know, because look at us now. Right. And I can only see a bright future for us, you know, ahead uh, in helping each other be the best that we can be, you know, giving back to, um, you know, our profession, our, our communities and our families. So yeah. I, I feel the same way. And um, you guys need to connect with Tony. I mean, this is uh, just an awesome person, knows so many people, wealth of knowledge. Um, one of her favorite hobbies is connecting people, which is great if you're a business owner, because <laughs> a lot of uh, relationships to be made there. So it's just, it's awesome. I love this. Well, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate it. So you guys, that is it for our session today. Um, make sure that you're sharing this podcast. At, and you guys, the best part is that you can do is just, um, you know, keep sharing, keep, uh, you know, commenting and also get on board, get into um, our email list and also into our Facebook group for all of our awesome events that we have coming up. And we have five events coming up through the end of January. Um, and those don't even include some of the amazing free webinars and educational series that we're going to be doing. Mike, 
I want to thank you so much. Thank uh, you. you know, Legacy Mike, Legacy Entrepreneurs, you guys make sure you follow him, connect with him. Um, he is in the Low Country area, but I know that you do events all over as well. So um, yeah, just make sure that that you guys are, uh, you know, checking out what he's doing and taking his best advice and applying it to your own business because you never know when that million dollar idea is going to come. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank I you. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. All right. Awesome. You guys take care. Love you. Bye-bye.